welcome. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm a technology journalist and tech commentator and your host for the Talking Tech with Veeam podcast. Today on our show, I'm joined by Anthony Spiteri, Veeam Software Senior Global Technologist, who'll be my techie sidekick and co-host as we talk about all things cloud service provider programs. We'll get up close and personal with the Veeam Cloud Service Provider Program, how the company has evolved the program to suit market needs and even goes beyond the tech, and how Veeam plays well with partners in the sandbox and what's in it for the channel. So let's check out my co-host background. Anthony's a cloud and service provider technologist with strong system engineering and architectural background. He's previously held architectural lead roles at some of Australia's leading cloud providers and is proud to have been a network and systems engineer engineer, manager, hosting and cloud, and lead architect. Good to have your technical know-how on board, so stick around, everyone, for our fast-paced tech channel chat right now. Welcome to the show, Anthony. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Going well. Well, let's get into it. First up, what's the Veeam Cloud and Service Provider Program, and can you explain its heritage and why partners should care? Yeah, so, you know, when um, a technology company like Veeam produces a platform like Backup and Replication, um, especially in the last 10 to 15 years, service providers who traditionally, you know, came from the world of offering uh, web hosting back in the 90s and the early 2000s saw that there was an ability to host services for customers, for tenancies, right? Um, You wouldn't have AWS, you wouldn't have Azure today if it wasn't for these groundbreaking service providers that, you know, started this wave, you know, back in that time. Um, But obviously when you've got services, you need to be able to back them up. So the Veeam Cloud Service Provider Program exists to allow our customers, our partners, um, the ability to consume our technology in such a way where they can then charge for it to their tenancies in a repeatable sort of more revenue-based way. So, you know, it's really the program that lives and wraps around the technology that we offer to our service providers itself. Given the program is over 10 years old now, how is it staying relevant though in the age of cloud and all manner of all these game-changing technologies? Yes, actually. So funnily enough, we just had our 10th anniversary of the program, uh, would you believe? It's, it's, it's been crazy because um, in my previous roles, as, as you announced at the start, I was a consumer. I was the one who was consuming the program. And I never forget uh, back in 2010 timeframes when, you know, we had a, I was working for a particular company at the time. We had a bit of a failure with our existing backup product. And uh, we looked towards Veeam, which was very much up and coming at that point as our replacement product. And, you know, the way to, way, the way to consume it at that point was effectively um, consumption-based. So, you know, that is what drives this program. So even today, when we look at, you know, it's 10 years old, there's still more than ever almost this, uh, this yearning from the partners, from the providers to consume technology in this sort of way. So, you know, when we look at the evolution of it over the past 10 years, not much has changed in terms of how it actually, um, you know, works to consume the technology. But what has changed is the breadth of features and enhancements that we have and different product sets that have been added to the program over the years. So where it started with Veeam backup and replication at its core, which was the core infrastructure backup technology, we've moved that into things more recently like backup for Office 365. And as we look to evolve the program more, look to cover, you know, the, the public cloud technologies like the backup for AWS and backup for Azure. Well, let's get into the specifics. What, what's the technology that underpins the program? 
Yeah, so the technology that underpins a program is is Veeam Backup and Replication. That's our, our core platform that we've had uh, now for going on 12 to 13 years. And I guess the key element that needs to be mentioned here is that it's the same software no matter what you get. Um, so if it's a, a customer, an SMB, it's, they're going to get the same ISO, they're going to get the same install, they're going to basically install the same software. But where it changes a little bit is where we tweak it for the VCSPs, we give them a special license. It's called a, a Cloud Connect license. And that Cloud Connect license unlocks features that they can then use to build their services on. So it really started back in the day, uh, probably around version eight of backup and replication where we introduced Cloud Connect, um, which allowed our uh, tenants, sorry, our providers to offer backup as a service through Cloud Connect Backup. Um, effectively, just a simple repository that their uh, customers can basically configure as a target to back up to. Um, that is how our provider program grew exponentially, um, you know, probably halfway through the, the lifespan. So about five or six years ago that came out. And then it's just evolved. So we leverage backup and replication at its core. Cloud Connect in itself is the fundamental component that enables communication between on-premises sites, uh, managed agents, and the cloud provider to communicate to and then pass through the information. So to get data from one site to the other. And what would you say are some of the partner perks of the service program? So partner perks, um, again, fundamentally, it's, it's the consumption. I've mentioned that a number of ways. And you know, that's, that's no too much different to if you have, say, the Microsoft program or the VMware program. Um, they're sister programs to the VMware Cloud and Service Provider program. Um, so really, the ability to consume it as points, um, which is easy to um, then go through an aggregator. So a lot of the aggregators uh, that are out of it is usually two or three per region. Um, they then effectively handle the billing. It just means that from a billing perspective, they total the points. They go through the aggregator. The aggregator then says, you've consumed X amount of points. A point uh, is then equal to a certain uh, monetary value. That's what you have to pay us per month. And that kind of flows through. Um, that's from a management point of view. Licensing, again, is simplified. We all hate licensing. It's one of the bugbears that exists in the world and in our industry. But the VCSP program also looks to streamline that particular element of it. Um, but then from a technology point of view, where it becomes, um, I guess, beneficial to our customer base is that they know that when we uh, create technology specific to the service provider, they're going to be able to consume it and turn it into a serviceable revenue generating service for their own customer base. So it sounds like there's a bit of flexibility in there. Total flexibility as well. They can start from the smallest plan. Um, so with the program itself, uh, you can do a, almost like a pay-as-you-go start model, um, or you can go into, uh, I guess, more manageable blocks. So a certain blocks is, a block is worth X amount. And so you've got a, a points base of say 10,000 points, 20,000 points, 50,000 points, you know, that certain point brackets, you then get a slightly different uh, base point amount. So the flexibility in that as well in terms of the more you grow, the better the point value becomes. And that's where the um, value starts to come into it as well. And given partners are continually evolving and shifting, like who's the program aimed at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our bread and butter is really with the cloud providers out there. That, that managed hosting or infrastructure provider um, that is out there. Ten years ago, they might have been the guys that 
you know, had a particular customer that said, look, we don't want to run anything on premises anymore. Uh, can you guys run some VMs for us? And that's kind of how these guys started. If you look at the, the big service providers out there. So when I'm talking about service providers, I'm talking about the guys that live underneath the public cloud hyperscalers. Um, so we've got a number of these guys that, that offer infrastructure as a service. That's, that's the bread and butter. But then that also um, moves to more managed service providers. So we've got a number of our, our managed service providers, which are offering more holistic services and wraparound services around AVM or a backup service. So that's another particular component. Um, and then the third part is really just a, a more around um, the provider that is more swipe. So here is your credit card, here's a web interface, you buy a service, you buy a bunch of resources off us and we'll then offer you these bunch of supplementary services of one, which is obviously backup. In this age of cloud and AI and IoT, software defined and all these other technologies, have you had to massively change the program criteria as your partners evolve? Not really, no. And I think, um, interestingly enough, we haven't quite reached that inflection point where that's a requirement just yet. Um, in fact, just this last couple of days, I've been having conversations with providers about where it's going in the next five years. Um, and at this point, there's still an element of traditional infrastructure that still is very much in play. And I think that also stems from the reality that we are now in a multi-hybrid cloud world. Um, uh, years ago, I can remember it was all about the move to cloud. It was done. Everyone was going to be in the public cloud hyperscalers and it was done. Like that was it. That was the end panacea, you know, the end goal. But we've seen more recently and a lot of our um, technology partners and a lot of the big hyperscalers have even shifted towards a thought of it is more hyperscale, it is more multi-cloud. Therefore, we're still in this kind of grace period, if you will, um, where we don't have to change too much. But certainly with some of the products that we're releasing, again, I, I go back to our Veeam backup for AWS, our Veeam backup for Azure, which is more dealing with native cloud backup. That's where it's shifting and the program will shift with it. Um, to suit. I'm curious to know how many partners are aligned with the program in the Asia-Pac region. Can you tell us the types of partners that are already involved? Yeah, so um, in terms of numbers, roughly around the world, we've, we talk about about 7,500 active Cloud Connect partners around the world. Um, in, a, a, in APJ, it's very strong. Um, I couldn't give you exact numbers, unfortunately, there. But they, they align very closely with the VMware Cloud Provider Program as well, which is actually one of our biggest strengths is that we're, we're, we're so symbiotic with the VMware solution and the VMware stack. Um, so... Yeah, but again, the type of providers that are out there, again, it's 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 the guys that are either traditionally been services companies that have gone, let's start a infrastructure as a service arm, or otherwise it's the big um, bigger guys that have come out of America that I see and have started practices within the Asia-Pac region. So what's Veeam doing then to ensure partner success and how is it maintaining momentum and growth rates in the channel? Yeah, so... Veeam's biggest benefit forever, and I've experienced this when I was a customer um, and partner of Veeam, is that we really are very high touch, very, very much care about the partner. Um, we've got a great group of, and a very talented group of um, specialist engineers, but also specialist account managers and specialist teams. I, I work day in, day out with our um, cloud teams in APJ, in ANZ, uh, in America, and the amount of hands-on work that we do with our providers is second to none. Um, and I have 
experienced it firsthand, like I said. So that's a key component. Um, we support our providers. We offer them the tooling, not only from a technical point of view, but also from a marketing perspective to go and do their things and, and generate that new service uh, revenue, generate new leads. We're very much in that. Um, on the flip side as well, we're also very strong in the uh, community as well. So that core technical decision maker community, which a lot of the providers are part of. And also from there, the word just gets around. So yeah, I think high touch, we add value in the technology, but also just from that partnering perspective as well. So what are the benefits of working with Veeam and why does the company play well with partners in the sandbox? Um, when it comes to a sandbox, I think it comes down as well to our software, being software-defined, hardware agnostic. We, we always talk about simplicity, reliability, and flexibility from Veeam. And, you know, more recently, I've been hearing a lot of other of our competitors talk about that. But, I mean, I, I don't say it lightly that, you know, we are truly that. We are truly simple, reliable, flexible. And, and that shows with regards to the way that we interact with our customer base. Um in a sandbox perspective, just being able to deploy the software, no matter what you've got on premises, existing hardware, repurposed hardware, that's very important. Um, so yeah, uh, that's what I would say is a big driver of our success as well. How is the VCSP addressing the overall shift towards remote working and I imagine the increase in security spend? Uh, is it delivering new or altered training tools and resources to help partners successfully sell and maximise their revenue? So I think ultimately when we look at what's happening with the remote work, uh, data is being created more and more on the edge and when I talk about the edge, the edge now includes um, that remote worker, like I'm on the laptop right now creating data, right, talking to you. Um, now, how do you protect that data? Uh, you have to have the tooling in place to be able to do that and I think from, um, say, our customers, which then feed into our partner base, which feeds into the VCSPs, you need to be able to get that data, collect it, send it to a central location and then manage it. Um, and I think certainly we've, we're, we enable our providers to enable the end customer partner to do that with the technology that we have. So being able to pull the data when it's created, make sure it's backed up, make sure it's available just in case something happens. So yeah, well, while not, I don't think the VCSPs have a direct play to that end user, they are certainly the end result in terms of where that data may sit or the actual workload itself. And Anthony, how does the partner program stack up against its competitors? Like what are the key differentiators? Yeah, again, you know, what, what I've talked about there, it's, it's that high touch, the fact that we've got such flexibility and breadth of pricing in the VCSP um, portfolio, I think that is significant. Um, but then ultimately underneath the surface, it is the technology. Um, that's, that's the big thing, right? If our technology wasn't um, well suited for the cloud provider landscape, then we wouldn't be as successful as we are. We wouldn't be talking about a very successful 10th year anniversary of the program. Um, so yeah, underpinning it all is, is our technology platform, I think. So Anthony, how do partners join the VCSP? Like what are the steps involved? Yeah, so um, obviously, if you're a cloud provider, um, we have the ability to get in touch. Well, you have the ability to get in touch with our local partner managers. Um, there's also an online presence there. So there's a partner portal that you can go to and register for, which has all of the collateral that's needed there to get started uh, and just have a bit of a look around and see what's there. But it's a very strong onboarding process, uh, very easy onboarding process. Like I mentioned, if you want to just sort of dip your feet in the water, you don't have to commit to any advanced 
plans. It can be a pay-as-you-go. So, yeah, it's very easy. But, again, it's all about just downloading that software and leveraging that the ease of the software-defined hardware agnostic play. And it's free to join as well? Free to, no, free to join. We, we even offer free tooling. So, at, at the core of um, our, our tooling at the moment, we, we've got what we call the console, uh, Veeam uh, Service Provider Console, which is a free tool, which again uh, is, is the central tool for licensing, reporting and management of tenancies as well. So we even offer the, the software free. Anthony, what's your big takeaway message for listeners today? Yeah, look, um, for our VCSPs out there, um, you know, we're continuing to support you guys. We're continuing to, to build on the technology stack. We're, we're moving into an era with console where, you know, it becomes a more holistic overview of workloads that can be created um, in the public cloud and then immobilized effectively. We've talked about that mobility message. Um, for the new guys out there looking to maybe start a practice or have existing technology stack and looking to change, um, just try us out. It's as easy as, again, getting online, going to the partner portal and downloading that software. So, you know, it's a strong program and I encourage anyone that's out there in service provider land to jump on it. Well, that's it for today's episode of Talking Tech with Veeam. Thanks for listening and thank you, Anthony, for joining me today and sharing your great insights about the partner enablement journey and how the channel can take advantage of the latest training tools and resources to successfully sell and maximise revenues. Make sure you download the podcast on Podbean so you never miss an episode. If you're keen to hear more about cutting-edge cloud service provider programs, check out the Veeam website or reach out to a team member. Goodbye and have a great day.